What it do, everybody? This is your boy Lucha Lone Wolf in the building right now for Wolf Bites Podcast. You know what time it is. I thank everybody for tuning in tonight. We got some awesome ass shit to discuss tonight. And the first thing we're gonna discuss, because I'm not gonna give y'all all the all the meat and potatoes just yet. We're gonna go ahead and reveal it like timely. <laughs> With that being said, I'm gonna go ahead and let my boys introduce themselves because you know what time is I got my, my, my voice, you know, it's kinda going out and I'm just playing around. Go ahead and <laughs> introduce <laughs> yourselves. What's good everybody? It's two dang. Hope y'all having a good night. I'm out here with the sauce. You know the vibes, just Max. Most deaf, most deaf, and it's your boy Lucha Lone Wolf. And you know what? We're gonna have a special guest later on in in about a, actually a couple minutes. But I told y'all from the beginning of doing this show, I said we're gonna have some special guests coming through, and I'm not lying. You will see who the special guest is. But until then, let's get into the nitty gritty with this little crazy thing called the cancel culture. Man, cancel culture, bro. Is that what we have gotten down to, man? That is the biggest question. That's why I call it the conundrum of cancel culture. Because it, it's good, but it is bad at the same time. Can y'all explain what cancel culture is for the people that don't know? Okay. I, I feel like <laughs> there's there's a couple. That depends on how you want to define cancel culture. Is that to me the best way. <laughs> so I think cancel culture is perceived as like a, a group of people that wants to stifle people's ability to be creative if it offends their particular sensibilities that's from what i've gathered kind of what people express as what they consider cancel culture or in layman's terms social justice warriors trying to do their own justice by taking out big name celebrities or people who are politically incorrect that's what cancel culture is and Max is just looking at me like, what the fuck did nigga just say? <laughs> I think I think one of the biggest issues with it too is um that uh it's it's something to where like with certain movies and shows that are getting canceled now or like say like uh, for example like Apu has gone off The Simpsons. Yeah. There's like certain characters where at a certain time it was like perceived that they knew it was necessarily wrong, but it was like, you know, you kind of took that with what it was. And we're now at a point where people even to that extent think that is still inappropriate. And they're removing those people yeah. from basically like exactly. pop culture, like Dr. Seuss said they were like, uh, there's certain things happening with that where that's why he like, he's not gone, gone, but there's, just yeah, like they took, books. they took six of his books out of publication, yeah. but realistically, I mean, they, they still, yeah, keep the they chose to do that because of critiques to it book. though. He yeah. still has other stuff out there, but it's just he had characters. Yeah, like the Grinch is still out there. I mean, so I got a who's still out there. Most about the Green Egg. Yeah, oh, of course, yeah. Oh, of course. Like, the the, the six specific books, like that's the thing with cancel culture, because I mean, a lot of the time, I would say, like you said, they're both good and bad. I would yeah. say a lot of the time, their platform does accomplish things that are more in a positive light, in the aspect that if if there are improper representations of people, like like going back to the Doctor Seuss books. Mm-hmm. They they had basically what you could sum down as caricatures of black and Asian individuals that put them in a very stereotypical light, and you could use those as a teaching tool. But in an era where we're trying to just completely wipe out like senses of racism and just kind of like get rid of that notion, yeah. those things don't necessarily benefit 
I, I guess, uh, keeping them in history. But I also see the other side of it where destroying it, destroying things and getting rid of them and locking them away doesn't necessarily help either. It doesn't forward things uh, necessarily as far as a conversation or like a, a mental type of thing. In my opinion, I honestly believe that it's kind of more of a perceived opinion. It's kind of like what you were saying earlier, where it's like, if you think it's funny, then it, it's not like, you know, wrong to you. Whereas if other people then feel that that is wrong. So it's kind of more of a triggered thing, I guess, in terms of like, there are still wrong depictions of things, but in terms of, because it's like people have dark humor. Does that mean the dark humor is gone? Yeah. Does that mean that yeah. you get rid of like everything that involves that type of thing to a certain extent? Like, no, it just depends on, it, I think at the end of the day, it comes back to if you can make jokes with people of, of any type and they're okay with it, then it's fine. But at the minute someone actually feels like they're being attacked, that's when it's not cool. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I, honestly, I feel like it is a good question. Kind of pretty much answer it, but it's like, do we erase, you know, all of the bad that happened in the history to accommodate a, a new future? basically do you want to sit there and erase stuff that was bad for like that would be harmful for kids well it's to, you know because it, it also begs the question um could those instead of taking them out using them as lessons for reasons why those depictions are negative and explaining more so how things have changed and how we've progressed and saying these used to be ideas that people thought were okay we don't condone them, but this is still literature that we still want people to be able to freely view if they want to, because this is a free country. You, you're allowed to look at things if you want to. You're, if things fundamentally, even if it's a, a side you don't like, it, you, it should still be out there in the aspect that debate is good for getting things further. So, like, I, I feel you. It, it's a really yeah. like, hard call. It's, a, it's like, it sucks that, I mean, in that same time, a lot of people never understand that it's part of the history of that. It's part of the reality of what that culture was like back then beforehand. I ain't saying it's right. Well, it definitely definitely would never be right. Yeah. And but a lot has progressed throughout I mean, going all the way back from beginning of history to where we're at now. I mean, you don't see people sitting here and, and on the streets trading gold for this and that or, or all this other stuff. Imagine. You know, I mean, you feel me? But at the same time, I mean, just so many things like with slavery and with all other stuff is is so much change. But having the images of you know going back to you know early thirty or well, early twenties, thirties, and forties when they had uh, you know like movies that you know uh, depicted blackface and all the other stuff, mm, and sambo's like, and yeah. mammies and all types of horrible. Yeah, and, and it's like all that, even that was in in uh, Mary Melody, that was in uh, Disney movies, mm -hmm. that was in comic books and all that stuff. And now that they're changing it, and they changed all that, like going forward from like a couple years ago, where they say, okay, we're omitting all them because you know they they has heavy stereotypical you know, images and stuff, yeah. and at the same time, with words they saying and all that stuff, um, a lot of people also were against it, like, why Why would you admit them, you know, all that? My opinion is, I'm like, it shows the reality of what 
America was like in the beginning. Yeah, it's not like you we're going to glorify it. More so, yeah. it's about acknowledging it. It's a lesson. It's like, okay, this is that. Because you think I, it's more of like a history than anything? Yeah. Well, it's like a, we can it's never like, forget what happened because we always have to stay on the point of progress to want to move forward. Exactly. It's like, let's say if I was the person who was in charge of, you know, uh, if I was like a history person who was in charge of like, you know, editing books and stuff. Like if I if I was a historian who was you know charge of editing books, you know, it'd be my decision of okay, should I take this part out and let them know that oh none of this happened. Like should I take this huge part of slavery and let them know like oh well yeah it happened but you know we got over it all that stuff. No, because a lot of people are gonna be looking at it like. Oh, it wasn't bad. That, that wasn't no. You have to look at it because it's like no. This is what we've been through. Yeah, the reality of the this situation. This is the reality of the situation, and this is the elements that they use every single day at like jobs and stuff. And going on to that, well, like I say, this is very. I don't even say it starts at jobs. It's, it's more than like jobs. It's like you go to like the store of Walmart. Say. Yeah. You know, you go to like even like a gas station, a parking lot. It's there. You know, it's, yeah. it's like it, it could be anywhere that, you know, you can go. It's just a matter of time and place that you choose. That and not only that, it's just the fact of, I mean, it, it, it deepens from a lot of things. Um, It's a lot of influences. And that's a lot of people never understand is that certain things that happened in the past. Is big influences to what it is today, like. You know, certain things that happened back then and that were wrong are more influences what it is nowadays. And like going back to the whole cancer culture thing is like I said, I can completely understand it, but at the same time, it's excessive. Because people will get so mad over the littlest things. Or not even the littlest things, like something that they misread and they attack it. Just for example, we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, Dave Chappelle situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where he was talking about the transgender thing and everybody was tearing him up about that. Like, he hates transgender and all that stuff. But nobody did not watch the whole special fully when he said, no, I love the transgender people. And it's also I was that, friends with that. My bad. Yeah, yeah, go and ahead. And it's also that, you know, when someone's about, like speaking the truth about what's going on in the world mm-hmm. and actually speaking the facts, it's like, I'll say that those people on that side tend to get butthurt about that and I just don't know why. They, instead of just like, you know, just taking it in and just be like, alright, bet he said what he said. But his low key was funny though. The one the one part I was trying to add is that like like you were addressing with like the atrocities that have happened in the past. Yeah. There are still people to where like even say like with the Holocaust that believe that is fake. There is like conspiracies to where like even with what we have. So I think like a huge issue with some of the cancel culture stuff is the fact that like America in general, we really don't, we explain certain things, but we don't have any kind of like people in Germany and stuff like that is taught very heavily to them. Like they have to go to museums, places where it's like very forwarded on them. Yeah. Whereas like a lot of people here, they want, that's the last thing they're trying to talk about in regards to any kind of digging up the past in any way. So exactly. like, I think that the part of the counter counterculture in that regard is trying to make people like adhere to what they have been a part of. But like you said, it's to what extent can you take that? And if it's like, where can you draw that from? Yeah. And Sorry, that was my two cents. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, no, no. You're good. You're good. I said it perfect. That was perfect. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, but I mean, overall, like you said, it is that. You know, it's all about history and, and uh, learn from it and everything. But at the same time, what I get mad about is it's like, okay, y'all are trying to stop these celebrities from saying what, what they said or whatever, but y'all not really stopping the more serious people or really calling them out or really, you know, shutting down these, you know, government people who are effing up people badly or, you know, stuff like that. And it's like certain things that um that kind of kills me is that you get mad and get over exaggerated about a certain, you know, certain thing that someone says, but not really understanding the full context of it. People, and that's what I think nowadays is what's hard with people nowadays. It's like if someone says a statement, they'll take it and then they end up looking at it like, you know, why you say it like that? Why you did, you know, it's like, no, this is why this is what I was saying. If you really look into it and listen to me and let me explain, it'll make a lot of sense. But if you don't let me explain, then no. See, for me, it's, it's just it's a mixed bag because I would say, I mean, people can people still have the free platform to say anything they fundamentally want to. I mean, Dave Chappelle was still able to put a special out on Netflix and he said some things that. I don't think he should be demonized forever, and I don't think he should be permanently canceled or ostracized from from public outings. Because I mean, that's that's a little far. Like you said, I mean, things can definitely be taken too far. Some of the things he said in the special did seem, I would say, a bit out of touch. It, it seemed like if he had conversations with the right groups of people, he may realize that that some of his views just aren't in line with what we know now about like how the brain works, how the body works and just what we've, what we've come to acknowledge and realize over the past 40 years about like people's rights to be able to be comfortable with being themselves. Exactly. Exactly. So overall, man, it's like, it's such a, it's such a crazy thing that, I mean, it's so much we can get into, but, we got my homeboy Timmy B. Yo, and, and you know, I want your thoughts on the whole cancel culture thing, man. Go ahead and drop it to these cats, bro. And before you say anything, this is my homeboy, the co the co-owner of KMKL No Music No Life ENT. And you know, my my motherfucking like bro dog. So <laughs> with that being said, um I want you to go ahead and say what's on your mind with the whole cancel culture. All right. Um, first off, like I, I find this cancel culture thing like to be completely, you know, ridiculous. Um, I know that you know throughout time, you know, there have been things, you know, either put out media-wise or even like within society that, well, let's be honest, that are not okay. You know what I'm saying? But uh, the thing, like, wow, well, like really drew the line with it was you know when people are like oh we gotta like take down monuments and shit like that because it's it's bad history instead of taking okay what happened back then no that was by no means okay you know but what can you learn from that you know what i mean instead of allowing like you know oh you know these monuments aren't here to like remind people you know it's like hey just 
just keep in mind, you know, we're going to, you know, enslave people or we're going to take over some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, instead of that, it's like, take that piece of history or whatever and make changes for the better instead of just like, oh, no, we got to get rid of it or whatever, you know? And, uh, well, let's be honest, you know, like, I am one to talk because, you know, I am a German and, uh, well, we're just going to leave it at that. So, you know, I know every time I talk about my history, it gets people pretty gassed up. What can I say? So, <laughs> I said it. I ain't taking it back. Oh, God. So, but then it also, like, comes into, like, you know, music, for example. I actually had a run-in with some cancel culture motherfuckers, you know what I mean? Not, like, from, from me being an artist or a producer or whatever. I'm, like, part of, like, vinyl collector groups, you know what I'm saying? And all I did was share some vinyl that I just received and they were Marilyn Manson records. You know what I'm saying? And I, I just, you know, posted these and holy shit, I got like 50 fucking comments on this goddamn thing. You know, because everybody's like, don't you know, you know, like how terrible of a person he is and all that shit. You know, he's currently, you know, like under fire in the legal system because of this and that. And I was like, Dude, do I look like this fucking lawyer? You know what I'm saying? It's like, like this is a vinyl sharing group. Here is some vinyl. You know what I mean? And then everybody's talking about like all, all the sexual shit that he was doing and shit. It's like, oh, so we're gonna talk about you know artists that are, uh, you know, accused of doing something sexually that's not okay. Well, here's some Michael Jackson records. I have those too. You know what I'm saying? Like while we're on the subject. You know, and but we're not going to talk about that, right? You know, we're only going to talk about this particular artist because you have a problem with it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, like, I just think this whole thing is, like, so fucking ridiculous. And if the shit just keeps up, dude, they're going to cancel every fucking thing. Next thing you know, you know, now, you know, a lot of artists, it uh, doesn't matter if it's actors or uh, musicians or any kind of public figure, you know, they're all going to get to the point to where they're like terrified to like say or do any fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, so what do you guys uh, expect us to do to please every fucking body, which is impossible, by the way, you can never please everybody. So like, so what do you guys expect us to do? You know what I mean? Just stay locked in our room all quiet and shit. I was like, oh, well, I ain't, I ain't offending nobody. You know what I'm saying? Truth be, truth, truth be fucking told, you know what I mean? Fuck everybody's feelings. I don't give a fuck about what offends any fucking body. If it offends you, change the song. Change the radio station. Change the channel. Stop reading that newspaper. Stop fucking going in the midst of those types of crowds. It is that fucking simple. You know what I'm saying? Instead of like sitting here whining and crying about it, you know, and and no changes are really being made. So all you're doing is just whining because you fucking can. You know what I'm saying? And 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 it was just like I really don't fucking care. Truth be told, you know what I mean. I fucking hope that one day I get it as an artist. I get a run in with cancel culture. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, bitch, I'm independent. What are you going to cancel me from? From myself? Exactly. Just like, like, are you fucking kidding me right now? You know, just, you know, hey, just because you don't fucking like it, there's 10,000 other motherfuckers that do fucking like it. Why did you buy my CD? 
why did you fucking stream my shit? I appreciate those streams, man. And uh, even though you're pissed, please share it and show people why you're so pissed about it, you know. But share that link, you know. Oh, God. Oh, God. But I got to ask everyone a good question that really kind of stuck to me. It's like, even though the artists themselves have done horrible stuff, would you still listen to their music? And that, I want to start off with Frank. See, that's a hard call. I mean, ah, realistically, I guess it depends on the level of what they've done. I mean, if if I find out that an artist that I I really liked or just got into was in some really, really serious wild shit, I mean, anything along the lines of, like, rape or murder, like, you know, taking advantage of someone to a heavy degree, I might stop supporting them just because I don't really fuck with the mentality of, like, what they've done. But um, if it's something along the lines of, you know, they they maybe said an opinion that's not the worst in the world, but it's slightly controversial. I mean, at that point, people people might be getting too caught up in shit. They might need to get over it. But I mean, I think it's really just a gradient. It really just depends on what the artist did, like who it is, like what's going on. Like there's there's just a lot of factors. Yeah, definitely. What about yourself? Um, I would agree with uh frank in terms of i think that if the artists um if it's nothing super crazy in terms of like uh, i'd say like especially like just like chomo stuff things like that of that nature um that's super no-go for me um but like i mean if you have an alternate opinion on something like uh tim was saying uh like like if you're just conservative yeah or something. If you just have different opinions like that's not an issue to be canceled in terms of be, like have being an artist like you can do but in terms of like if you actually have really horrible actual mentalities at that point for me it's like so like for the baby like i'll still listen to the baby but i mean is he a super great guy i don't know it's like you do, know? do i like, feel but, good about supporting him monetarily it's like eh. Oh. but you know, some but. of it slaps still so i mean at the end of the day like you still have certain things to where like they're gonna play it and people are gonna play it and there's also the thing of like who who's out there that hasn't like had some level of stuff happen to them that's just not out there so that's not, not always perfect yeah exactly what about you Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Keep it on it. Keep it on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, also, I agree with everybody. You know? It's all about, like, how you carry yourself and what you do, not for yourself. I mean, there, I mean, at the end of the day, you always still got to worry about yourself, but what you also do with the people that you're, you know, that you involve yourself with, that, you know, do you take care of the people that take care of you, you know? you help the people that that need the help just by the way like you know mentality and stuff like that so straight up straight up and i kind of know your answer to him but but actually i have a very elaborate answer that may shed some light on that stuff go for it um okay if if uh i'm gonna use marilyn manson yet again as an as an example right because he is under a lot of fire you know um and also, like, a lot of, like, sexual shit, whatever the fuck. Whatever the fuck this artist did is none of my business, dude. I don't care, okay? If this said artist puts out dope content that I've been listening to for years, okay, that doesn't change the dopeness of his content of what the fuck he did. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I and if you... Want to like, for instance, if you want to like continue to uh, to 
listen to an artist or you know enjoy whatever the hell it is they put out but you don't want to like su- support them you know what go to a pirate pirating site nobody fucking wins you yeah. get the music it doesn't put money in their fucking pocket you know what i'm saying so you're technically not supporting the artist but you're still able to you know why would people che- change their minds now you know what i'm saying um or say for instance bill cosby you know what I'm saying? I don't fucking agree with what the fuck he did. That doesn't make him any less funny in the past. True that. You know what I mean? True that. Every one of these motherfuckers that are screaming fucking, oh, cancel him, get rid of him, blah, 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 blah. Those are the same motherfuckers that was buying tickets uh, to go to see his shows, to go see fucking Ghost Dad or fucking watching the Cosby show, which was the number one rated show back in those days over the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, those are the same motherfuckers that are sitting there like, oh no, we gotta cancel him ASAP. Yeah, well, you know, I remember you chuckling at all of his fucking jokes. Well, I feel like that might be part of the reason they're so mad though, to a capacity, because they're sitting there like, I really liked your stuff, and then you come out, and I have to realize that like this artist that I cared about and admired like pulled some wild shit. Which like, I'm not, I'm not taking away from what you, what you said, but it, more so, it's right. just like I feel, I feel like that's why people get so mad, which doesn't justify it. But I think that's, like, the root cause of why people get so infuriated to begin with. Yeah. Because they already hold that love. It's like if you found out, like, you're, uh, you know, like, a relative that you really admire is on some fuck shit. And it's like, damn. It's like, all these good memories that I had with you, like, now I have to rethink, like, all of that to a capacity. And you still always remember the good, you know, the good shit for what it is. But it's like, in the future, you might you might just change how you support them and mm-hmm. how much of access you let them into your life or whatever it may be. I feel that. Exactly, exactly, uh, and that's what the biggest thing with um R. Kelly too, you know, with the whole situation with R. Kelly, and what was was worse was the fact that people knew that he did this stuff. Nah, I've been like for a, a long, long, long time. time, and that's it's the part. Nineties, and he still put out fucking singles. Man. Yeah, and they still and they still knew about it, and yet no one said anything. So. Well, well, I feel about that. People is, joked about it a lot. Yeah, it's like people said about, shit. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. They joked about it and everything. That was the biggest thing. It's like, you know what? <laughs> They're like, you know what? He, you know, he he did all that, but you know what, man? He's still R. Kelly. He still made such and such. Well, it's and like, wasn't there even a Boondocks episode about yeah, him? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Boondocks episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I ain't gonna count it. He's saying, if she didn't want to get pee on, she just could have moved out of the way. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> God. I exactly. If I didn't want it, I would have moved out of the way. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, you know, still, you know, they're all talking shit about R. Kelly, but they're still in the fucking club. It's like, oh, man, I remember that shit he did. He ain't peed on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the crazy thing about it was was the fact that even when he got arrested and put on trial and all that stuff and now he's in jail, his music has went up five hundred percent now in on the streams. Oh. Isn't R. Kelly still broke though? He's isn't still he like, broke, isn't but he like, yeah, he's still making like a hundred to two hundred million dollars in debt or some yeah, shit yeah. like that. He's still broke, but they still playing his music, like they booming <laughs> it up. So I'm just sitting there like, Y'all are so like <laughs> like hypocritical ass people that do that shit. But it's the black folks that grew up with them and love them and all that stuff. It's the people who, not only black, but people who grew up and love this guy. And uh, they still play his stuff. And it's just like, you know, that's why I look at it. And that's why I did this episode. Because it's it's so just 
it, it's such, such an oxymoron. Exactly. It's like one of those things that's like, I understand what why y'all do it. I respect it. But then y'all take it way too far. Yeah, well, it's like the heart of the movement's equality. At the end of the day, they just want everyone to have as equal of a platform as they can to represent themselves without feeling like they're in danger of being judged for whatever they, you know, whatever they do. But at a certain point, when you take it too far, it's like, when does the inclusivity become a separate form of exclusivity? And how do you gauge that gray zone? How do you, what do you, what do you say is the fine line? Which, like, you know, I'm not saying that fine line's not there. We're, we're still kind of figuring it out. But it's chaotic. I mean, it's, it's definitely a, a, yeah, its, it's own... Like I was saying earlier, man, it was, it's like, dude, like, when does it stop? Like, you know, at some point, like, what do you want us to do? You know, do you want me really just to sit in a damn room all day and just be quiet the whole time? You know, just so that I please don't offend no fucking body. Yeah. I can't I... please everybody. But, I mean, people do still put out offensive stuff. I will say it's like, and, it, you know, funny offensive shit that still gets passed. I would just say it really, it, for me, it's more so if you want to do your own style of stuff, you almost have to look at different um, revenue sources isn't the right word, but whatever you would call, I guess, platforms, platforms like uh, Patreon or whatever it may be, where you have fans paying you money because they specifically want to see you do something. Because it's just dangerous to put it on the public space now. If you want to put it like Twitter public, or like you want to put a special on Netflix, or you're trying to put something, e- even on YouTube, it's like you're going to get a, a potentially a lot of backlash if it doesn't fit the the paradigm that we have set right now. Fact. You have so, to be more careful. So we, we want to end this subject right now. Uh, it's about to close up right now, but uh, we want to go ahead and give you a call back, Tim. Yeah. Yeah, so with that being said, with that being said, this is the end of the subject. We're gonna go ahead and come back to y'all in a second with our uh with our ideas of the music industry because it's gonna end up being some crazy. But we got something special for y'all before we talk about that. So this is part one of Wolf Bites Podcast, and we'll see you soon. Yo, we are back in the building right now. But before we get into our next subject, we gotta go ahead and introduce my boy, my brother, my little cub, my bo- man. Let me, I'm just going to introduce yourself, bro. I'm gonna say my little cousin, but I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and introduce y'all to man. Go ahead. What's your name? Hey, it's just Max. You know, you know the vibes. Facts, facts, facts. Man, I gotta tell you, lyrically, you've been insane. And if anybody has seen that video on my TikTok with him spitting that one track, boy, and y'all are in for just a treat because we got the full track coming out tonight. But before we go ahead and release that, and before we get into our next segment, I got to say, man, let the people know who you are, man, as a person, as an artist. That's what I was saying, like, oh. As an artist, really, I got many type of flow. I want to say I'm like one type of genre artist, like artist, genre artist. <laughs> uh, so I mean, if I if I like the beat, if I want to, you know, spit a few bars on it, then I'll give it my own flow. But with some influence that I grew up listening to, as a jit, and then from now stuff like that, you know. But I'm all about you know having fun with it and stuff like that. 
True that, true that. Now, this new chat we about to premiere tonight is called Ramona. <laughs> man, okay, we, I have to, I have to ask you, man, like, how did this track came about, bro? Like, what is the track about? Well, the idea really came from about you know Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh God! You know, I watched that movie. Dang, old cat Ramona was bad, man. Yeah, shout out to Ramona. <laughs> Ramona Flowers. Yeah, you feel me? I heard the beat, and then legit, it kind of like inspired me to, and then, you know, about just you know, uh, uh, kind of like you know, love life I was kind of going through and stuff like that. So it just kind of inspired me just to, you know, put two two together, you know, just do some magic. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I ain't gonna lie, man. I've heard it personally, and I gotta say, it's a really, really dope track, and I think y'all are really gonna be excited for that. Hey, you may end up. Seeing a couple of new tracks pretty soon on this on this channel, but <laughs> I know I said I wasn't gonna like put music on here just yet. So I'm testing the waters. If we end up making it happen, just know y'all can hit me up anytime and we can make it happen and y'all can hear my boy just max like, some new stuff. Go ahead and talk. Let's and you you know, the track, you know, you could just, you know, be feeling the shoulder and stuff like that. Don't don't kinda have the words too. You just looking for like the right track. Kind of explains, you know, how she like you feel about her type of stuff. You know, set the mood, you feels. You exactly. Know, you let the music speak, you feels. Exactly, exactly. And just to let y'all know, we are releasing this music tonight. So after the show, yeah. we can go ahead and upload it. We can go ahead and make that happen. I'm excited for it. I know Max is excited for it. Sure. You feel me? Any last words you want to say before we release this track? It's going to be on SoundCloud. Oh, and shout out to my bro, Nick. He kind of inspired me to write that because I was low-key not with it, but he was just like, nah, you should go. So shout out to my bro, Nick, bro. <laughs> straight up, straight up, man. Well, you know what, man? This is the world premiere of my homeboy, Just Max. New single, Ramona. Y'all make sure y'all link it up tonight. Only hey. on Wolf Vice Podcast. <laughs> Man, it's about like four o'clock in the morning. I just don't know why I got her on my mind. I see her smile and I feel like I'm stuck in time. Uh, my heart skips so deep. She looking like Ramona, like a beautiful flower. Reese's Pieces Buttercup, would you be my bubble gum? I could be so troublesome, only when she give me some We can go on run, looking like Ramona Got the diamonds in the eyes, little twinkle in the sky Blow this blunt in the sky, crazy out bright night Drip tight, will make you for life Bubbles blunt in the bubble gun, shawty in the front I cannot stun, gotta keep it on the hush Feel the pleasure running through my veins to my skull Lost all out of control Deep in the bottom, love piss Fit with no exhaustion They mack up my shit, this poppin' Thank God I'm gifted She like the way I'm spittin' Could not be switchin' Stackin' and bossin' They think I'm movin' like with Rosses Got the main bag Smokin' relax Bullshit, they sayin' be straight Cap Smokin' blood and day by day Hopin' it would take this pain away Can't help you if you don't Help the crew to bang God shit, God click, she ain't with the shit Changing gear, had no fear, really hit the shit Black car, Asher Martin, Whippleton Pushed off, whip it like a NASCAR Push the metal, watch the yell, man, go fall
It's a crazy world. AOG, that's a motherfucking joint. Don't fuck up the vision, don't get it twisted I move it different, shorty bad life, all fiction Boss up and grow and change your life You don't need no sacrifice You could do it all on your own and have me too I wouldn't distract you from the plans to do Just be honest, I wouldn't dare waste your time But damn, you looking mighty fine Tastes like sugar cane I will hold your hand even on those rainy days But can't hate the fame that comes with the game would you mind if I change your last name? Reese's Pieces Buttercup, would you be my bubble gum? I could be so troublesome, only when she give me some We could go on phone run, looking like Ramona Got the diamonds in her eyes, little twinkle in the sky Float is blunt in the sky High life, we just trying to find the right price uh, People giving their soul for the sacrifice I'm just trying to find my Ramona She my beautiful okay. Everything I got, she my power. Uh, hell yeah. Hopefully she listened to it. <laughs> what it do, everybody? We are back again. Part two. What's up, y'all? What it do? <laughs> All right, man. So y'all just heard that banger. That fire flame, Ramona. I want everybody to give me a thought, so you know, and as we release this episode, you know, let me know what y'all think of it. Mm. Um, and pretty soon we might end up shooting a video for it. Just stay tuned. You feel me? Find out the next episode, Dragon Ball Z. Exactly. <laughs> so with that being said, man, tonight we're going to talk a little bit more about the music, man. As y'all all know, it's an actually perfect segue for this. As you all know, people who've known me for a long time, I've done music. Uh, I go by the name Lucci Long Wolf. I mean, obviously. <laughs> um, to really understand why I did this is because I just wanted to, to give a little bit of myself to people who don't know me personally, but it's the first time listening to it. I've done music. My first, um, my first team was called LGP, Lost Generation Productions. Um, I started actually. This marks ten years since I've been in music. Ten years. It's crazy. The whole decade of a lot of stuff, man. And it's insane to see from what it was back then to where we are now, and the transition is just insane. It's mind-boggling because it's something I really want to speak on. Um, back when I was starting music and everything, we were getting through. I call the Soldier Boy phase. And everybody was doing the dancing and everything Ooh. like that, <laughs> you know. And then we just started getting into mumble rapping, and then we started getting to just a whole other level of artists, like everybody pushing independent stuff. And honestly, I gotta say, shout out to every single independent artist out there. I'm talking about the ones who are major but not major. I'm talking about the underground but major. You feel me? Like those who, you you feel me? Mm -hmm. Like I I feel that a lot of underground artists and and lo-fi artists, whoever artists, you know, they got to have more love. And I feel that at the end of the day, they don't get much appreciation. And it kind of sucks because, you know, 
I've always heard the, the famous term, you know, 10% talent, uh, 90% business when it comes to the music business. And to me, I always think that's a bunch of bullshit because I feel like, yes, music can be business, but to me, music is therapy. It's always been therapy no matter what, you know, and there's so many people who, who get into it just to make a quick buck or there's people that say, oh, yeah, put me on so that I can get more of that. And to me, honestly, I mean, give, I give a shout out to them who do it. You know, whatever y'all do is whatever. That's cool. You know, major salute to y'all. But in the end, I look at music as more of something that is not bought, but more, you know, given so that it can get through somebody's day. You feel me? And honestly, I think that um, with that being said, I kind of feel that nowadays people have made it a lot more easier to put stuff out. Oh, yeah. And it does, and it's like it's not as seasoned as it used to be. You feel me? Mm-hmm. No, there's a lot of new new blood in the in the mix now. I mean, it's just easier than ever to self-produce. I mean, even this, the affordability of the technology at this point is so much better than it was even 10 years ago. I mean, exactly. Uh, yeah. Check out my SoundCloud, Chris uh, Max, as you already know. Some of those songs, first couple of tracks that I recorded all was off of my phone. But it, it wasn't like, you know, you got to know like the right, the right app to use and know how to use it and stuff like that. But yeah, it was pretty fucking hard to use. Yeah, well, there's even a um, I have an app on my phone called Koala. Where I mean, shout out to those app developers. I I wish, I wish I knew your names. I feel horrible. Yeah, no, the app itself is called Koala, but it's like a full, pretty much like a MIDI. Like it's like a full sampling MIDI that like you have on your phone that you can completely create beats from scratch. You can record uh audio. You can upload audio uh. From multiple sources from your phone. Is like the stuff like GarageBand? Essentially, you could think of it kind. Of, I mean, eh, not to that level. It's it's more for like sampling. It's more of like a sample beat maker. But so you can actually like take stuff and like put it on there and kind of like. Yeah, yeah, um, but I mean, you could you could technically mix like a full band. like a full song with it. It'd just be yeah. a little bit different. But it uh, it syncs up with Ableton. So if you get Ableton on your computer, you can actually link it up and do a lot more with it. Yeah. But, but and, and me. What's up? You're good. I was letting you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I was honestly saying, like, uh, I mean, it's a lot easier that now people can be, you know, producers and some can be engineers, but you also have the old heads and the people who've actually spent time in school to be engineers and everything that are upset about these new apps and this new technology where it make it a lot easier for people to produce tracks and all that stuff, which is taking business from them. And I feel you to an extent. And the reason why I say I feel you to an extent is because, you know, I understand a lot of people, um, you know, they invest in a lot of money and they invest in all that. But that goes on to nowadays where we are at now. You know what I'm saying? As far as the environment, as far as entertainment-wise, as far as whatever, everything has progressed into a certain thing. And it's scary, but at the same time, it's gonna be the new wave because now people don't want to sit there and pay a hundred something dollars to to have somebody mix and master their track. You know, people don't want to pay over half a thousand dollars 
just to make their full album from an experienced engineer. And I can understand the frustration from that, but at the same time, it's like this is what's been happening. And honestly, it's either you ride with it or you just go harder. You feel me? I mean, that's that's how it is. And we can't, honestly, we can't really complain about where music is at. But at the same time, I'm going to be bluntly honest. I don't listen to mainstream music. I do not. And I've been that way for a good minute. Like maybe probably like one or two mainstream artists here and there. But I really don't listen to mainstream artists because everybody's been getting so boring. You know, it's so manufactured. And, you know, the marketers, people that I personally know and everything, I see the way they market. And it's just like, are y'all seriously marketing these type of people? Like, this is the other day I saw um it was a marketer and they were pushing like the this twelve and thirteen year old kids on a song like on their page and these twelve and thirteen year old kids sitting there smoking weed and talking about smashing chicks and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like every everybody everybody was like half of them, half of, I I'm not even lying to you. Majority of the of the comment section was like, Oh bro, that was fire, bro, that was fire. And, Totally ignoring that the kids are smoking weed, mm-hmm. talking about smashing chicks, started putting the money all up in it. And I'm just like, bruh, this is where our society at now. You know what I'm saying? And it's scary because now it's so easy that a lot of kids are getting into the music and and these people marketed them because guess what? Money talks and bullshit walks. And that's what it is. And that's why what affects a lot of you know the the musicians and stuff like that. Not I don't even call them musicians. I just call them entertainers. That's what they are. I'd say a, a big thing with it is also the social networking. I think that a lot of uh, these like new artists and stuff are like with how the market's going. You need either someone to work on your social following or like whereas before like you know you'd have a manager and however that would work. You know you'd get your fans, but with this, I mean, I feel like a lot of these uh, younger people are able to get popping way harder is because they've been around for this whole time you know facebook instagram twitter yeah a mass you know it's like just with high school i mean like i i think i ended high school with maybe like three or four hundred facebook friends and i didn't want to have a lot but there are people that had thousands like so i mean yeah well, if, if you barely tried or if you were wanting to try you could come away with like thirty thousand <laughs> people on your profile and if you put one thing out you're probably and, that, and that's how the market almost is now it's not even really like if it's truly quality, it's just like there's like, you know, a billion people out there. And if you can hit like a 5% of that market, you're going to do something. Yeah, I mean, I, I almost look at that as a, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. Because I would say there's also good qualities to it in the aspect that there's a lot of people that get to put themselves on a platform that um may not have had the chance like 10 or 20 years ago that do have a good amount of talent that now at least get represented. So their amateur stuff can eventually be heard by someone with a little bit more money and experience that can kind of put them on a little bit. But I do agree with you in the aspect that, I mean, if you go on SoundCloud now and you try to find new artists on SoundCloud, it is so oversaturated with so much badly produced, like horribly done music that it's... And the sound is like always like the same, like people looking for the same Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of good new music put out there too. I mean, there is, there genuinely are a lot of good new artists. (laughs) Yeah, this isn't all hate. Yeah, and, and that's why I say it's like it's it's such craziness because I've always supported a lot of local artists, but 
But the biggest thing I've always noticed is that most of like, all of these local artists get so mad because they're not blowing up. Which number one thing I always see from different marketers is saying, you know, you got to get outside of your city. You got to get outside of that that comfort zone because if you're not, if you're if you're in that, you know, if you're in the city and nobody's rocking with you, of course you're gonna be stuck. On top of that, you know, as as what um Saul said earlier about the whole social media, it's like social media can either make or break you. You know, what I'm saying you either can be big or can be nothing, and with social media. Views can be brought, um, audiences could be bought, and it's just so it's so crazy. And a lot of people fake it till they make it, and that's the scary thing about today's music. It's like you don't know who faking and made it, you know, because the ones who fake it, they're the ones that's getting viewed by like different marketers and everything, and they're like, oh, I see you, blah blah blah. But nowadays, I've, what I'm hearing is like a lot of marketers are looking at the that the audience engagement. They're like, okay, you got all these views. Let me see who who have all these likes and what's what's your comment section looking like? You know, are you bringing people to shows? Are mm-hmm. you doing all that? And they tell people all the time, like if you're gonna go to shows and you actually have a crowd, make sure you take a picture of the crowd. Make sure you take a picture with them over your merchandise. That's how you get up there. That's how you you give your brand yourself. But people nowadays, well, kids nowadays, I'm I'm gonna call them kids. They're the ones that you know they get pissed off because they're not making it or because. You know they've done all that and they still not. I was like, no, you gotta be, you know, progressive. With it. You have to be consistent with it. Because mm-hmm. if you're not consistent and you just do it one time, guess what? You're only gonna get that one, that that one push, and that's it. No one's not gonna know what what else. You feel me? No, I feel that. I got a question for you, Tyler. Though, in in terms of the history of music, what up? Do you feel that um, more artists? Do you feel like the artists that came previous, like you know, ten years ago? Do you think that that's inspired a more creative wave, or do you think that it was kind of almost the same, like kind of the same sound for that period of time, and maybe almost now is finally things getting kind of different? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, honestly, a lot of it's just honestly, it's a crazy thing that you said that because. Nowadays, the artists went back then to where it's at now. Most of them, I say, they try to keep their same sound, but they adapt to the new sound. It's all about adaption, and it's all about sampling. See, that's the biggest two, the biggest things that is happening right now. You know, music's very sample heavy right now. Yeah, yeah. Biggest thing that's happening right now is sampling. And an adaptation of that of that sound of that lyric and all that. I mean, literally, from decades ago, if you listen to a Nas track, right, from his flow back then and the beats that he had and all that stuff, you think, okay, he he gonna change. You listen to his new album now, you're like, oh shit, he gonna develop like this new style. You know, his he started to, to freestyle like he started to uh, actually, one, you know. I don't know. I forgot what the album that track is on, but the name of the track is Back When. Yeah. On. Yeah. So man went in on that track, bro. Just started about like when he first started rapping and stuff. Yeah. Kind of similar to one mic that he did, but like it's mm-hmm. way different. Yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely. And that's why I'm saying like a lot of people don't understand. It's like it, it's a it's, you have to progress when you're an artist. If you're an artist who do the same sound and you had that specific sound, 
it can be good for the time being. It's just like when an artist releases an album. There's a lot of artists out there who don't know how to make an album. And it sounds weird because it's like, well, you know, it sounds easy. No, it's really not. When you put an album together, it is the hardest thing to ever do. And I can tell you right now, we're going to get Timmy B back on. He can tell you, truthfully, to put an album together is the most hardest thing because your artist is, your, your album is the art that you create. It's who you are, not a mixtape. Yeah, because a mixtape is just a collection of miscellaneous beats and yeah. that you rap over or freestyle over. Yeah. yeah but an album thing. is like a specific orchestrated vibe. I, I hate using the term vibe so much nowadays, but it's it's yeah. useful. It's a useful term. But um it orchestrates a certain type of vibe that like you want to put out. Like everything's supposed to have a certain type of structure to get some sort of uh I guess vision for lack of a better term across. Exactly. Exactly. And that's that's what I'm saying. Like it's scary to think that a lot of people think that just putting the album together is like just put random songs because they that they think it's hot. And say that, oh, it's going to be fine. I'm like, no. And I've heard albums recently that just sounded like that. It's like, why would you do that? Well, especially, I mean, the other caveat is with, like, studio albums. It's like, at the point where you actually have a record label that, like you said, is looking at analytics, looking at certain types of marketing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes an artist is amazing when you hear them on their mixtapes, but then you hear their first album, like you said, it's almost what happened here. But because they had to bend to the label executives and their criticisms and opinions on what the album should have sounded like now they have a product that they didn't even initially want to put out it's like a bastardization of what they initially wanted exactly yeah yeah. a lot of the time record deals really really can fuck you over especially if you don't look into the like finer details of it all exactly and that's why i say the contract that part get a lawyer for the contract say that again get a lawyer for the contract get a lawyer for the contract don't be hesitant to sign to people because they 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 have all these little benefits and all that. You gotta understand that those benefits are gonna take out. What's up? So imagine how athletes. Oh yeah, yeah, athletes too. And that's the thing about it. It's like when you sign something like that, it comes. Oh, when they tell you, oh yeah, we'll give you advance of such and such. That all that stuff that you need or use and whatnot comes out of that advancement. So you want studio sign, it comes out of advancement. Tours come out of advancement. You know what I'm saying? I was going to say, athletes get worn away with that type of stuff, man. That's just like, they're looked at as just like a money at that point, you know. It's like, they pay a blank amount of what their salary is. They're not like committing to the wear and tear on their body and everything. It's like once, they don't like, I mean, only recently with them getting a lot of the backlash, have they been made to where they like, like want them to do something else as a career on top of that. But before it was just like, go take whatever classes you need make this your career but then when they were old enough it's like if you didn't save money they're coming out like bro yeah, like, yeah. And, and that's well, why a lot of a lot of those contracting industries end up exactly yeah my biggest thing is i also gotta give a huge shout out to Shaq because that man right there but his brand is like a branding king that man just brands everything he consistently keeps making money and doesn't even call himself a celebrity anymore he just he's like i'm gonna brand i'm gonna brand everything he because even when he was i think he said when he first started somebody that was with him he told him like like hey look you know you need to uh make sure you you know you start branding yourself so that way you can make you know money because 
Yeah, he has his own shoes. All types of shit. He had the Gold Bond sponsorship. He got the yeah, General he's sponsorship. He's the face of Papa John's right now. He's the bro. face of Papa John's right now, bro. I don't know yeah. if you heard about that. Now he, now he making his own NFT. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw, yeah, about yeah. That. I saw yeah. TikTok. He said he's got the largest one-day Walmart purchase ever, seventy thousand dollars. There you go. Dropping, <laughs> dropping the bands at Walmart. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Facts, bro. But back to what you were saying almost about it. <laughs> <laughs> to uh like people people kind of becoming marketing machines. I mean yeah. with uh with Shaq, it's I find it he seems to have not created a character for himself for the public eye. He mm-hmm. truly just is Shaq. He just yeah. is his personality. And I feel like with a lot of these other influencers, what you see now is from a young age, not even 18, like 15, 16, these people are already thinking how can i market myself fully how can i like make every aspect of myself something to to build money off of and how can i make myself essentially a giant brand and it's it's super damaging i feel to like mental health and just to people's view of life in general i'm not trying to be racist but i kind of feel bad for like those asian babies that like specifically was born to do that one role in their life like that's all they've been trained to do like Oh goddamn! That's sad. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, yeah, that is true. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. We're, we're lucky to be in a first world country. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, what it do, Timmy B? We back home, man. Um, so earlier we was talking about uh, overall about how easy it is for people to get in the music industry and all that stuff. But I also wanted to to shed light on about you know the album process man about you know how hard it is to make an album and everything oh yeah and and you're talking I, to a guy that worked like eight years on like his first album <laughs> yeah yeah it's like with with the album process i was explaining earlier about um like how people treat an album like it's just a mixtape or whatnot but i know we had we had discussed it uh not so long ago about you know, just when you put an album together, you're pretty much putting your life together on the album. And right. That is like, um, yeah, the, the way you need to treat an album, and this is like merely my opinion, you know what I'm saying? Um, everybody has a different standpoint on that particular process and or meaning behind it. But if you go to like the history of like hip hop, Right, like this is like I'm I'm talking like hip hop specific. Um, it it's like the album was your statement, right? Mixtapes and you know EPs and shit like that. That was stuff like oh, but I can do this too. You know what I'm saying? That is like you know when you can kind of like show off when you're like uh oh shit i can one take this shit or blah 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 blah. but then when you're actually putting out a real lp like an actual album these need to be your own beats these need to be beats that you either created or bought and and got the actual licensing for and or you sat with a producer that sat down and made these beats specifically for you and then lyrically you need to have lyrics written down everything needs to be precise you you can't you know just half-ass the shit or whatever because 
it's especially like in hip hop, the album was your, you know, your statement. That was what really showed who you are as an artist. That is your Picasso. Everything else is just doodling. You know what I'm saying? Like that is just like, you know, the picture your mom puts up on the fridge every weekend. You know what I'm saying? Because you did such a great job coloring in the lines and shit. But you know what I'm saying? You know, like, so if it comes to like putting out an actual album, that is, you know, what really shows who you are, in my opinion, you know, and then mixtapes is like the shit you do for fun. You know what I mean? You want to bust out like, you know, a a couple of cypher tracks. You want to like, you know, just find some beats that are not usually your style, but, you know, you want to show people you do have the capability of using different types of beats, different types of genres, different types of styles, you know, that's like your play around shit, you know what I mean? Because most of the time you can't legally make money off of those anyway, because you are using other people's uh, beats or unlicensed shit, you know, that you could get off of YouTube or, or, you know, uh, some of your producer friends, you know, might share with you or, or something, you know what I mean? But when it comes down to albums, like the real album, that needs to be all original shit. You need to actually take a step back and perfect this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And and that's more like 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 the short version of like what you know how I like what my views are on on LP versus mixtape. No, I feel like that was well said. That was that was a good little sum up right there. Straight up, straight up, man. All I gotta say that back in the day, the mixtape did sold a lot more than now. And they say we're bangers, dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, I love... Well, I, oh, yeah, go fuck. Oh, no, I was going to say, like, I kind of agree with you in the aspect that a lot of the times I do feel like mixtapes um, have... I wouldn't say have a better sound, but the artist goes off more a lot of the time on mixtapes. But that, that relates to what uh, Timmy said in the aspect that, um, you know, in a mixtape, it's kind of like you showing off. You know, you're kind of like... You're, you're flexing, you're fucking around. You're like... Yeah, that's, you're that's doing like, shit oh, that yeah, you flex. want to do because it's fun. And because you enjoy it, as far as like the album, it's harder. It really is harder. So a lot of the time, that focus makes it to where it's getting that getting that precise sound can just change a lot. Trying to like go for a specific like vision in mind can really steer things a lot differently than just like, oh, like I just heard this beat. I really really fuck with this. Like I I, I'm feeling it right now. Like I'm gonna you know I'm gonna spit some shit on it. Like, hey Timmy, can I ask you a question? Yes. What do you feel is the hardest part of the album making process for you? Um, like the out, like um, what? How I feel that artists are making albums right now, or or just like you personally, what do you think the hardest, um, like the hardest part of making an album? Like going back, like what? Like you for your for about. your personal um, album production. A lot of times, uh, and and again, everybody does it differently, but the way I do it is I come up with a concept. You know what I mean? And a lot of times, you know, it is difficult coming up with a concept because once you do, you have to carry it through the entire album or else it just becomes a compilation piece. I got mm-hmm. you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't necessarily have to tell a story, but a lot of times you do have to kind of stick to a specific topic, uh, like an overall broad spectrum topic or whatever you know it's like you know you can do an album that is that you know 
a lot of times when, when artists are in interviews, one of the biggest questions, especially when they're plugging a new album uh, that comes up is, what is this album about? That is like the biggest question and usually the first question that comes up. Mm-hmm. You know, aside from like, oh, tell us who you are and blah, 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 blah. But once you get into like, okay, product, um, what is this album about? And then after that, the following questions are based on what that answer is specifically. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, they're like, okay, so now that you told us what this is about, how did you come up with this concept? And then like they, like said artist has like various different, you know, interpretations of it and the cool thing about it is it's just because that is what you intended it to be about your listener might have a completely different interpretation of it yeah you know what i'm saying okay so it, so so they have a chance to hear it from the horse's mouth you know what i mean that you know that actually created it but i think personally the really cool thing is that everybody can in fact you know, make their own interpretation of it and tell their own story in their head kind of thing. Um, And so I think uh, like the biggest uh, thing that gets the process started is a concept. And um, do you ever have issues when in terms of like, uh, I'm someone who hyper fixates on things. So do you ever have issues where like you create a concept and then it's hard to like step away and then go back to it a week later and still have that same inspiration? Oh, you have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, like, especially like since I got into it immediately, my first thing was album. I, I didn't do mixtapes. I didn't do, you know, uh, very many, uh, like any ciphers whatsoever. Honestly, the first thing I uh, recorded that, you know, was kind of sort of put out or really worked on was actually a collab that I did with Lucci. But in the process, I was already, you know, working on my own album and everything so like off rip you know what i mean i i was working on an album instead of like just kind of testing the waters and just like okay well maybe i should like just download some beats and put out an, a mixtape of some sort just to kind of get my foot in the door kind of thing i said fuck it you know fuck the door you know what i mean i'm walking straight through it with an album uh you know um and and this you know could again be viewed differently by other artists me personally i i feel that it shows you're more serious about your shit you know i mean if you have an actual lp because in the end just like we've been saying you know a mixtape is just a flex it's just you showing off or whatever but when can when it comes time to like be serious that's when the album comes into play you know what i mean this is like okay this is like like I said, you know, this is like your masterpiece, you know, amongst everything else. Everything else is more or less just practice. Yeah. Yeah, most of Hold on one second. I got to say, man, this has been the most interesting convo, man. We're going to actually continue with a little bit more. All right. So we're going to go ahead and, and uh, I call this the final thoughts of... Uh, of our little discussion. Um, so with that being said, I have to ask Tim, man, why don't you explain to these people what the first album is? All right. Uh, like, my first album or what the first album as a whole for an artist is? I mean, but your first album, man. man sorry. I my like first album, 
my first album was Center of the Beginning. And just like the title said, it is basically to shape the very beginning of my path into the music industry. Um, it, it has like a pretty broad meaning and storyline that I, the storyline itself ends up getting spread out, as I was saying, you know, over four different albums, uh, which is going to show the progress from the very beginning all the way until lack of a better term, maturity in this thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, most of Center the Beginning is like just so strange because it was me still figuring things out. I, I tried out different styles on, on this particular album. I was taking what little bit I already knew, but still learning as I went. You know what I mean? And and it, it, you can tell like the different stages that I was dealing with or um, that I was trying, you know, as I was trying to complete this album. Uh, the storyline overall is, is basically just, you know, my my journey. You know what I mean? From the very beginning, like very amateur. And that's why like the, the song, the album itself means imperfection, you know, because even like the word sinner is vastly deeper than just evil. You know what I'm saying? It ha and honestly, most of this doesn't even really have anything to do with uh, religion or anything like that. It's tied in there, you know, uh, just to, you know, kind of get like the broad definition of what a sinner is. But even if you look at it religiously, a sinner is an imperfect person in the eye of God. Basically, every one of us. You know, and and basically what and it's about uh, realizing these imperfections and taking the journey to perfection. So the album itself is done um, imperfectly perfect, if I may. You know, what I mean, it sounds really amateur. It definitely sounds like these were some of the first tracks I've ever done, um, whether it's flow, whether it's beats. Uh, this was literally all about me learning the craft. And now the one I'm working on now, which is the follow-up, it's about, okay, so I had my first shot at this. So now it's time to leave the past behind and move on and show off what I really learned and how far I've already come, you know, and just to show progression the second uh, the second chance and everything in the intro even like i did a whole resurrection scene so it's like the past is dead and now we resurrected with a, a second chance a second go at it you know and, and a fresh start straight up straight up oh, yeah. so oh yeah oh yeah see it's a, it's honestly I think one of the most deepest projects I have ever heard, and like I said before uh, a couple weeks ago, I said uh, with this second project, um, I am um, executive producer, co-executive producer of this project, and honestly, I say that this project altogether is gonna be something that's gonna open a lot of eyes to a lot of things, and it's gonna be very deep. And that's all I gotta say about that. We, you know, <laughs> so after that, y'all gonna have to wait because this is something that I I feel that everyone's gonna love 
and gonna understand why he is called Timmy B, why he is the beast on this. So you feel me? But but um overall, man, um go ahead and, and we're about to go ahead and wrap up pretty soon. So go ahead and leave your social and all those stuff so people can contact you and where to get your album. You know, wrap it up. All right, um, I have a Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash TimmyB88. And I also have a YouTube uh, page, which is, you know, youtube.com. And the channel is called I Am The Real TimmyB88. But no, I Am The Real TimmyB Official. Uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I am also on DistroKid, which allows me to uh, spread out my releases through all platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, Google, uh, Deezer, uh, probably a few more that I probably can't even remember. Um, but yeah, it's out there for sure. And uh, the follow-up will be released at the end of this year. There you go. Oh, yeah. There you go. Well, I thank you for coming along, Timmy. And honestly, My pleasure. you may <sighs> see more of him on here. Because this is awesome and, you know, love your insight on a lot of things and hope to hear from you soon, bro. For sure. If you guys have any other questions whatsoever, just get with Lucci uh, uh, about, like, how to get in touch with me or whatever. I'm open to any and all questions. You know, don't hold nothing back. <laughs> so. Hell yeah. yeah. Appreciate that, bro. We'll be talking. Yes, sir. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> well. Tonight has been eventful. You know, we don't talk a whole bunch of stuff. Hey. <laughs> we don't talk about a whole bunch of stuff, but this is what it is, man. When we're in a wolf pit, you're going to unlearn today. <laughs> yes, sir. So with that being said, to close out this, I'd like to drop a little final thought, and then we'll go ahead and close out tonight. Um, For the cancel culture, um, the cancel culture, it's kind of hard to say that, cancel culture situation man all i gotta say is honestly i really have nothing to say about that (laughs) (laughs) That i mean organization or group that's just wild like why is that thing even like that's not called that group a thing because it's not even like relevant just because of someone like liking this belief kind of messed up yeah I, I honestly feel like um, to say something about that is I can understand, but I'm not down fully because unless it's a real fight that's going to really change everything to the positive, I'm not with it, especially if people are screaming and yelling and not fully understanding the whole situation. And that, to me, screams a child. So with that being said, grow up, man. Grow up and fight something real instead of trying to micromanage every little thing. You can't save everybody. It is what it is. If you are offended about something, and this is to anybody, if you're offended about something, you have the option to walk away, delete that person, block that person, not be around that. It's so simple. But y'all make it really hard and you try to destroy somebody's life one day and that's one thing i do not play with if you're trying to stop somebody from making money or making a living for their kids and all that their family i can't respect you for that 
to me, that's a bitch move. And I, I never usually say, I hate the word bitch, but honestly, I that's the only time I say it. It's, just, it's a bitch move to try to, to stop somebody from gaining something because you disagree with them. Now, if it's something extreme, I can completely understand. Yeah, definitely stop them because that's effed up. But other than that, if it's something so minor that it's like, okay, we can just like not talk with them or whatever, just walk away. That's all I got to say about that. Oh God, bro! Yeah, I agree. It's a good, good statement. Oh God! I mean, I, I, I'm a person that I mean, I, I hate to say I'm old school, but I feel like, you know, if you have an issue with somebody, what my mom always told me, if you have an issue with somebody, it ain't that serious to fight. You know what I'm saying? If I have an issue, I'll come up to him, tell him straight up, like, "Hey, look, bro, I have an issue with this. I'm not even gonna deal with it," and I walk away. It's not that hard. Now, if they have something personal, that's a personal problem with them, you know. But other than that, I we don't have time for that, you know. We're older now. We're all getting to the point where time is starting to slip on us, and we have to focus on what we're going to do in the future. You feel me? Who needs the negativity in that life? You know, in their life. Oh God, bro! Like, it's not even that serious, especially for social media. Social media, as what Dave Chappelle said. Twitter is not real. Social media is not real. It's only used for a tool to contact the people that we love or care about. And if you're trying to destroy somebody's life because of that, because you have nothing going on with your life, my brother or my sister, got to wake up. That's all I got to say about that. That's my final thing I got to say about cancel culture. And that's the reason why I never post this stuff on social media, because what I say, it can go very deep, but I keep it on here because I want people to, to let that marinate in their mind. Hell yeah. Good final little piece. Yeah. Exactly. So with that being said, y'all have any final thoughts on tonight's subjects? Um, Not really. Not really. I think we all wrapped it up pretty good. Good conversations all around. Uh, God. Go check out Ramona's on SoundCloud. YouTube. Oh, God. The sleeper cell code is Alpha Bravo <laughs> J. You heard. And all y'all have a wonderful night, evening. Hope y'all enjoyed listening. Facts, facts, man. Y'all have a wonderful night, man. Y'all make sure y'all tune in every Friday. And this is my call. (laughs) Peace out.